Hi, everybody, to another episode of the B2B Marketing Guidebook Podcast. My name is Uwe Seebacher, and I'm happy to be your host. Today, I'm joined by another lady. Beatrice Erna is joining us from Germany, and she's contributing on social selling, an ever, ever more hot topic. Welcome. How are you, Beatrice? Hi, Uwe. Thanks. I'm fine. And um, thanks for having me today in this uh, podcast series for this extraordinary and fantastic book um, that we have created with a lot of authors and where you have been the share before. So really amazing work. And thanks for having me. It's our pleasure to have you, Beatrice. Um, and thanks, of course, for uh, all your credits and uh, sharing with our with us your feedback. It was my pleasure to be the sheriff of the project. Beatrice, for those of our listeners who are not familiar with you as a person, uh, please uh, kindly give me an overview about your background. Yeah, as you said already, so I'm from Germany. And um, while looking back, I've been working in the energy industry already now for more than seven years. And if I realize that, <laughs> I'm surprised all the time because it's already very long. Um, well, I have a background in international business administration that I studied and before joining the energy industries, I'm jumping a bit forth and back. Um, I uh, also was active as a research associate at um, business school where I deep dive further into the, the marketing topics so marketing management, marketing communication. I was uh, responsible for the um, Competence Center Live Communications, so everything that's about sponsoring events, trade shows. So also very exciting field of research. And then after that, I decided, well, to look and deep dive into the practical work and not to stay only in academia. So then entered into the energy industry. Um, as I said, I'm now working there for seven years and mainly or primarily in the B2B business and also mainly focused on um, marketing, international marketing. So, What yeah. is your role within Nochi Beatrice currently and how big is your team? Um, I'm responsible for the international B2B marketing team. So it's a group function that uh, exists now for two, a bit more than two years in the retail segment of energy. And we have, we have had four people, one person unfortunately left, so we are three at the moment. Mm -hmm. And where did you pick up that great English? <laughs> By myself, so I'm, I think I'm a person that, uh, that learns a lot through listening. And well, I mean, if you work on an international level, you have to mm -hmm. regularly uh, yeah, use English and then at um, business school as well. So I think it's a good, good ear. Oh yeah. Listen a lot playing, to podcasts as well. I do. I, I did. Well, uh, which one? Uh, it was piano in the past. Oh, you do? So for okay. quite a long time, piano and also had professional training in singing and dancing. Mm -hmm. So the, the whole package. Uh, but you know, then when you enter the business and work, the prioritization changes a bit. You know, I can share a secret with you. One or two, twice I, in the episodes, you could listen yeah. to piano. I did that. And you that's know, you. Of, oh. Yeah, that was me. Great. So, but you also play piano. 
of course, I have a chess degree. Yeah. I, I, yes, I studied music, and uh, but my dad told me to go for a real serious candy job and not start as a musician. Yes, I have a chess degree, chess piano. So uh, that's my background. That's great. Yes. Sounds that's familiar a bit to me. <laughs> that's right. And what people great. keep saying that if you have a kind of affinity to music, you, it's easier to learn a language and the accent, etc. So that obviously I figured out you must have some kind of secret of your success for your perfect English. Social selling is an yes. ever more hot topic. What, in your sense, in your article, would you consider social selling? What is it? Perfect question. Because so when coming up with the article, that was exactly what, um, what we were thinking about, what it is. And it's, I would say, on an individual or on the individual level of the, the salesperson that he or she uses social media in order to reach out to yeah, interested people, target groups, to, on the one hand, use that as you know, personal branding as an expert for a certain topic, but also to support the whole sales process via social media with the yeah, right content for the right people at the right time and the right touch points. Um, and I think the challenge here for social selling is that it's, you mentioned it, it's, it's getting importance. Um, it's new, it's not that used so much. So it's B2B companies um, are discovering it and it also needs um, certain skills. But I think in these times where everything gets more digital, it's very valuable and helpful for people to reach their target groups and to, to position themselves, the companies, and to sell in the end. Mm -hmm. uh, in regard to social selling, yeah. uh, um, where would you position social selling in regard to the marketing maturity model? Is it something you would uh, recommend our colleagues to get started with at the early stage of the market's journey to B2B marketing excellence? Or would you rather say, let's start with something different and then further, on, further down the road, start with social selling? Is it complicated or is it an easy one? Excellent question. Well, I would say it's not so complicated if you are, I would say in German, a fiend. So if you like to work in, in digital media, but nevertheless, you need to, to understand the mechanisms, the, the algorithms of the platforms, how that work. You need to love to be present in the social media, right? To have a good profile, to, to have an interest in networking that way. So it's not that difficult, but you need to write, find the right people. It's not for, for everyone, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And is it something you should start with when setting up B2B marketing um, and being maybe not an, on a very, very mature level? Well, I would say the focus could be on some other things, to have a strategy, to really have understood what marketing is, to have the right um, measures and so on and so forth. But you should also not start too late with it because it's a good addition to current marketing and sales processes as we are getting more or as we are acting more digital, right? And trying to reach our target groups also via the, uh, the digital channels. Because that was interesting when I wrote the article and deep dived into literature to find 
out and there are so many studies that tell between 50 and 80% of the buying cycle, so to say, or buying decision in B2B is done before you get in touch with a person, a real salesperson from a company, um, and is done online, which means if you don't have a good marketing, if you are not present, if you don't have a clear position, USP and so on, you won't be fined in the future by, by the customers or interested people. Looking at your article, what is it? Yeah. Is, are you describing a process of uh, starting the topic, an implementation process model, or are you providing either a conceptual article where you open up that topic? What is it what readers can expect from your paper? It's more thought as an overview to the topic because what you can find on platforms and in magazines some bits and pieces about that topic but um, I th we thought it would be more interesting to to bring that together so to shed on the one hand a bit light on what is the current research and the progress in research and what are focused topics on research in academia but on the other hand what are hints and tips do's and don'ts when it comes to the practical practical aspects or um, yeah implementation in the company so what do you need to focus on when it comes to strategy how do you get jump started as we have put in the in the title so it's a bit of everything it's not just conceptual but it's not only a process or just hands-on advice how to start mm -hmm. and is it your first the first time you're publishing uh, such such a paper on that topic providing such a comprehensive consolidative overview on that topic on that topic of social selling yes because mm -hmm. um as you said this the topic is growing we see it on i mean on, on linkedin and other platforms people are pub public publishing about that topic because it's getting more and more attention so yes i think in that way it's the first time at least to our knowledge that it's an article out there in that sense so either you have more academia academic paper or just practical papers but it's not the the first time that i publish i've uh, authored uh, some books i've also authored in some articles about live communication marketing during my earlier career so to say mm -hmm. um so and it's it's always fun and a challenge um in different aspects to to come okay, up with amazing. a contribution for a book we we had this peer-to-peer -peer review and uh, especially, I think, what I've now uh, heard from you in regard to social selling, I, and that's what we spend a lot of time on, to really have a, uh, a stringent uh, approach throughout the entire guidebook. Uh, which of the authors have you been be reviewing, Beatrice? I have reviewed, well, <laughs> a contribution of another author in the book, and that's, uh, that fits very good together. That is of Markus Weinländer, the corporate influencer topic. Mm -hmm. Markus um, Weinland is from Siemens, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Also a product manager in, in B2B and we together um, wrote a book about international marketing. So, And as those two concepts, corporate influencing and social selling have some intersections and are 
close on the one hand, but on the other hand, also very differentiated because they're on a bit on a different level. As I said, corporate influencing is more on a overarching level. It's more about agenda setting. Um, but Marcus knows that much better than I do. Um, mm -hmm. And social selling is more on the um, level of the individual salesperson mm -hmm. level. So, but we thought it would be a good contribution to the book to look at both um, levels, topics oh. and levels and have mm -hmm. a focus. Mm -hmm. um, exactly. And I, and I reviewed a um, case study in the book. You did. Which one? It was about uh, still. Still? Ah, still? Yes. Alexander. So, uh, yes. Alexander is a great yeah. story. We had this podcast Absolutely. already online and uh, her, her episode went ballistic. Uh, many, many listeners and uh, a lot of feedback. And uh, now we even have people listening in Singapore and Malaysia. So uh, we were grateful. And uh, uh, recently I recorded a an episode with Mar Marle Mariana. She's from Mexico and she uh, introduced that book in Spanish. So it's really a great, great group of people. What would be uh, the two, three core messages, a key message you would like to share at the end of our little coffee talk uh, in regard to your topic, to your paper with our listeners? Oh, there could be a lot of things, but uh, I think the most uh, important ones is really uh, social selling is not that new. It already exists since a couple of years, but it was not, I would say, in B2B marketing on our radar. It's really worth looking at it deep dive into it and think about using it as an addition to, to other marketing things. It's, how to say, it's, it's really worth deep dive into it and get started and um, get help from people um, to set up a good profile, to, to find the right content to publish there and really try it out. And it's, uh, it will grow the topic uh, over the next years, I would say, with more and more digitization. So don't shy away, do it. Uh, think about good stories about uh, content that's valuable for your target audience and then try out and learn. This was Beatrice and on social selling, how to get jump started on the B2B Marketing Guidebook podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for listening. Uh, stay tuned, stay healthy and humble. This is Uwe Seebacher. I'm your host. I can't wait to be back. Goodbye. Goodbye.